Happy little podcast lives. Thanks. Let's get into our bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough charity. No, okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Get Into It podcast. My name is Kasha. My name is Angel. And today, I never really know what we're talking about, so I think Angel should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah welcome back again yeah it's your favorite taurus virgo combo in the house <laughs> woo woo can uh, i get a awa awa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um before we get into like exactly everything which today is gonna be kind of all about social media platforms pressure maybe performativeness specifically on instagram and yeah tiktok ish but we're both focusing a lot on instagram um which is like kind of what we really talked about before this but yeah it kind of goes into tiktok a little bit but yeah that's what we're going to be talking about but before that i kind of want to do another as usual you know a little update because it's good to be real (laughs) (laughs) but yeah kasha do you want to kind of tell them how you're feeling (laughs) well i was feeling just gonna (laughs) girl shut up (laughs) i'm feeling good (laughs) she's like everything's fine no, I feel like on my surface level life, everything's good. Like, you know, like, work is good. Like, it's going to be flowing, planning stuff out. But this specific week, I'm, you know, going through my time in the month and my time of the year. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just hard. And... I thought I was experiencing like phantom period, but I was a- I'm actually experiencing my real period. So it's a it's difficult. Yeah, her cycle been off. My cycle been really off since going off birth control. And it's taking my body a really long time to get back to normal. It's like what is normal? Running around all my hormones. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> and yeah. what about you yes i've been feeling okay um i personally been a little emotional but it has to do with like grief but it's not like intense or anything it's not being intensified by hormones where it could be when it's like the week before my period that's when i get messed up just a little side note you know that's something that i've been like Uh, wanting to kind of talk about more and normalize for myself and other people the ways that our period affects us allowing it to um, happen and allowing ourselves to feel it so yeah for like kasha and anyone else all those feelings and everything those are okay like you know the things you're going through you're going through those every other time of the month and even if they're intensified or feel more heavy right now 
That's okay. That's part of you. So. <laughs> Good little teaching. Oh, no. <laughs> so let's push some of those emotions into a passionate podcast. I thought you were going to say, let's push some of those emotions aside. Oh, <laughs> Let's push some of these emotions down. I was like, oh, well, yeah, so mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's you to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's take advantage, okay? It's a good time to just take your energy and put it into other things as well, you know? It's fun. It's a good time. So, like I said, today we're talking about social media platforms aka instagram where to start (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. when did you start first start actually posting on instagram i think i created instagram in 2010 probably oh okay and i still remember like my first or one of my first posts was like me trying to be artsy and like take a dramatic picture of like a kleenex box or something and oh i put God. a filter on it <laughs> uh, ew i don't even want to think about my first like instagram post I, I know what it was it was like me drinking black coffee sitting with oh my god <laughs> with my black nails <laughs> and, like trying to be someone who i wasn't <laughs> trying to be an indie tumblr bitch so you took the the artsy tumblr girl route right I deadass didn't even like black coffee. Who the fuck am I? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was that bitch. Yeah, I took like pictures of like objects at first because literally Instagram was so fresh and like I can like see it and remember how the OG Instagram looked like. Me too. Even the like app icon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I remember. And because I didn't really care too much about it. And I I think probably eventually I realized it's like for selfies or it was, you know. Yeah. And now Instagram today, what does that look like to you? Yeah, I think Instagram is more of like a business now and like a platform to share, you know, informative posts. I guess. Maybe that's just because of who I'm following. But then I also like creep like some influencers too that I used to creep that are like IG baddies. <laughs> and they, yeah, they use it for business, OnlyFans, whatever else they're using it for. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then they like plug all of their link tree stuff and definitely making like money off of Instagram now. Mm-hmm. Same here. Like a lot of the people I follow... Well, actually, not too many do, like, informative posts, and the ones that I did follow for for that reason, because I know that they're, like, constantly putting out, like, informative stuff, I feel like Instagram doesn't put that on my timeline on purpose. Mm. I feel like Instagram's trying to sabotage important yeah. accounts. So, with all of these influencers and um in contrast maybe the informative slash activism style things with all of that comes performance and being performative Mm -hmm. i think that's the base of what we were talking about today and what we wanted to bring to this podcast today and especially because you know i feel like most of the people we follow are like native like indigenous 
instagrammers and there's a lot of that that goes on and i don't think it's like really talked about a lot of the time i feel like it does it did stem from like tiktok though yes i feel like we're talking about the people who wear the regalia and like perform for people on social media and it's not just for cultural or traditional reasons. It's to become viral or to get a higher engagement. I think that's oh, what it shit. started with. Yeah, yeah. That's what it started with. And I'm not saying that it's wrong or whatever. I just think that there needs to be a conversation that goes along with that too. Because, you know, it can like hurt us and it could be represented like maybe not like who we are does that make sense no (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't represent us all yeah and i sometimes think about like youth who don't have access to like making regalia you know attending powwows or being a part of their culture and then seeing these native instagrammers who like have really high followers are just like performing so very perform performative maybe they're not thinking about our youth who don't have as much representation or access to these things and it all comes down to you (laughs) i think that's at the back of both of our minds right and that was so rambly because i think it's hard to talk about you know because we don't want to make anyone feel like it was bad to like post those things or you know or if you weren't educated on those things yeah this is coming from our own perspectives and opinions specifically as Anishinaabe who live in a city where we see lack of safe cultural spaces, lack of access to culture. We see these youth without their culture, without regalia, um, and we see exploitation of our own culture, all of that kind of stuff. So with having experienced that and seeing that, I think that does come or that does kind of set the foundation for how we see and view things and does affect our approach to this conversation, I think. And I'm not trying to speak for both of us, but, you know, those are just like the things that we do have in common that we both, you know, see about this. Yeah, you know. I want to see all of us thrive, especially wearing our regalia. But there is certain ways that you should go about it. Yes. And definitely not trying to like police other people all the time. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, I feel like (laughs) we're always tiptoeing. We're always trying to like, (laughs) you know, set the intentions and like be very clear Um, But yeah, again, like this is really just coming from what we've talked about and what we think. And maybe some other people agree, maybe not, whatever. But anyways, I think we both feel like some lines are being crossed when it comes to certain parts about uh, like our culture or our teachings. And it's not even just our teachings because our teachings would be specifically like Anishinaabe teachings. But, you know, we see other cultures and tribes doing that and some of it is like is this sharing too much it's not like trying to gatekeep the culture kind of thing but it's more of like who is this really for 
because I see like white people really eating that up, you know? Yeah. They're always like in the comments, like, this is so beautiful. I never knew this about the culture. I love Native Americans. I. You're so inspiring. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been hearing, you know, kind of this conversation from like some elders and people that aren't elders yet being kind of uncomfortable with delivering like teachings virtually which is what a lot of them have had to do to you know keep parts of who we are alive and sharing it with people who need access to that and So I'm like, if they're uncomfortable with doing that, imagine, you know, how it feels for people when their stuff is just being, like, exploited for white people or just non-indigenous people. Yeah, not even just to talk about the, like, performing for white people. Nobody's ever going to, like, go into a sweat lounge and, like, have a night vision camera and, like, (laughs) everything you know like nobody's actually gonna do that so like why would you perform for social media in that way you know Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely feels weird you know because you're doing that so intentionally like nobody happens to smudge in front of a camera it's just that act for me it feels uncomfortable to like prop up my camera go grab my smudge bowl and my medicines and like you know that for me like smudging is such a personal moment that's for you and that's for your connection to whoever or whatever you're you want to connect with and the things you want to set intentions for stuff like that you know and then when you're sharing it with someone else When you're smudging with someone else, that's so intimate to me. Yeah, there's just something about that act of like recording it and posting it. And the fact that sage is such a sacred medicine for so many indigenous tribes and on top of it being so exploited and like sold for profit and, you know, picked over all over the place. A medicine that is that's so important for us and then you know it just feels disrespectful to like just keep doing it to perform it yeah on the other hand I've, i have seen people that post it and i don't feel that way like i feel the opposite where i'm like oh yeah that's like a i feel like they created a safe space and a safe setup where they could do that and have a safe platform where they could do that where it's not just performative yeah like you said like when there's a certain space that someone made for certain people that doesn't feel weird for me like I've seen people you know smudging and they genuinely they're trying to share that um like positive energy and Mm -hmm. you know encouraging that cleansing and stuff for other people what we're kind of talking about is like you know influencers and stuff it feels so mean you know yeah but like I'm not gonna sit here and like be all mad watching you do it like if you go do it whatever go do it but Mm -hmm. this is just kind of how we have felt about it so smudging is one thing and now the phenomenon of regalia dancing and how do you feel about that i feel like if you do it once like okay or like once or twice it's like oh yeah you're doing this for us thank you it's you know it's some representation and 
and in a way it's like educational but you do it like every single video or all your viral videos are that it's like okay who are you performing for who do you want your audience to be who do you want your engagement to be at this point i was thinking about the same thing like we see some people like doing it every single day and maybe some of these people like that they genuinely just really enjoy doing that but when you see the way it's being received by white people and other non-indigenous people you do see that like difference you know where they're really just pumping out these videos putting themselves on display yeah that's what it feels like to me Mm -hmm. but i will say that i have like really enjoyed some of the videos when you just see like the passion you know Mm -hmm. and i really want to do that but i'm personally like not um motivated to like because that's a lot of work to put all your stuff on (laughs) yeah that's i'm like side note how are they doing that all the time right that's a process bro to put all your stuff on and take all your stuff off yeah like a spiritual process too you know yeah yeah exactly like that's what i was thinking i'm like when i am putting my regalia on i take my time unless you know i'm late to like grand entry or something (laughs) (laughs) and i never really like put too much thought into it but it definitely is like i i'm sitting there and i'm like trying to calm myself i have a smudge before after or during putting on my stuff for me it's a like it's a special time mm-hmm. because all of the pieces of my regalia my hair ties my dress you know whatever beadwork and belt stuff you know each of those things has their own process of putting on and i like to take my time and i don't like to do that just for anything you know Mm -hmm. but i did want to try doing like a fun transition video yeah i'm thinking about if i were to ever do that like how like spiritually exhausted i would feel continually like putting on my regalia and like braiding my hair or getting my hair braided because i can't (laughs) (laughs) but you know like suiting up and then dancing in my head i would just be like and all this for instagram but is it worth it for them unless they're getting something out of it yeah i feel like those are definitely the cons of that yeah Mm. i remember thinking it was so cool when i when i first started seeing regalia or dancing videos so cool to see us be able to represent ourselves uh that has always been like i guess the root of my intentions on social media is like being able to represent myself um for myself you know Mm -hmm. because as indigenous people our bodies and who we are is so exploited yeah very misrepresented and done by people that aren't us so for me Mm -hmm. um when i wanted to build a platform like this was before tiktok when i wanted to do that that was like one of my main goals to always remember was that i just want to represent myself however that looks like and i really enjoy seeing other people do that so that was a cool part of you know tiktok starting to blow up native tiktok starting to blow up seeing all this but 
Now, what is we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Baby, we ain't even in the picture anymore. (laughs) I think we should talk about like the differences. I can see the connection that certain people have and I can see the fire in them and I can see the passion in them. Where versus the other ones, I see how well put together they are and try to be. It's almost like comparing that to like when you're competitive dancing versus when you're like traditionally dancing i feel like i see those differences on social media a lot of the time good point yeah because obviously there's a difference when you go to a competitive power there's like you know everyone's done up it's like you are performing for judges like you know but then you still have that like part of you where it's like i'm dancing because you know it's fun and like you know i'm connecting to who i am and then when you're at a traditional power like there's not like there is some of that obviously because you are having fun and if you look good then you feel good you know mm-hmm. but then when it's on social media it's like what is we doing baby wow that's so true bro yeah the point you made not only the point about like um the process of putting our stuff on but the point in braiding our hair alone chili that's a big one for me because when i think about like wanting to put on <laughs> wanting to put on my regalia so <laughs> i don't know why it's so funny i'm like nah i don't want to braid my hair <laughs> yeah that's a lot i seriously don't know how they're doing that all the time yeah i think about how maybe they feel like that's what they have to post to go viral or keep their engagement up i've seen natives on instagram and tiktok where they kind of blow up through that and then they all of a sudden like that's all they're posting or they're posting that way more commonly or more than their other content yeah and then coming back to like it's always like non-indigenous people really eating it up Mm -hmm. we're more than dancing around in our regalia for (laughs) a cool transition we're so much more than these like 30 second videos 60 second videos there's so much more that is going into that and also i think that's the problem too is like not showing what else goes into like putting on a regalia or doing a ceremony for yourself or you know like smudging you know the roots of like who we are and why we're doing this and why we powwow dance and you know how it makes us feel when we powwow dance you know you only see that in certain videos something i realized was like so many of these people that are like discovering our regalias through these videos have never been to an actual powwow and thanks to like miss roni won't even have the opportunity to like see one happen in action and then i think about what powwows will be like after now that we have so much more people knowing about them yeah oh my god yeah we're gonna be like a museum already like like an aquarium I know. I was like thinking one time, can we like tell white people or non-native people when you come to powwows now and you're trying to like watch, can you prioritize us? You see us not finding a place to sit, get the fuck up and let us sit the fuck down. 
<laughs> oh my god especially when the pandemic's like over i know <gasps> you know i feel like even if you're an observer as a native observer you're like needing that you need to like almost like feed your soul mm-hmm through hearing the drums and sitting comfortably and like watching that's your space that's your yeah. birthright right there and it it's like we all have our own roles that we fulfill at powwows and every one of them matters and it is important we have our hard-working food vendors we have our awesome observers who just really love and appreciate and create those good vibes in the crowd yeah and also where's that representation on these viral videos because that will happen after like most likely will happen after what like non-indigenous people taking up space in the powwow yeah because at that point powwows are just a performance for them wow that's so true bro like these videos are literally like a little performance on their phone for them for people who aren't you know Mm -hmm. for non-indigenous people watching these and being like gawking at them and being like oh my god wow subconsciously even though they think they're appreciating it and they can understand the wholeness of it and the sacredness they think they're appreciating they think they can understand that but subconsciously they're developing that like these are little performing natives for me ew and that's gonna translate into how they come to powwows yeah that's scary to think about but hopefully that doesn't happen (laughs) (laughs) it might but hopefully it doesn't yeah wow this just makes me think about how much dancing is not just dancing it's literally ceremony and praying for so many of us you know everyone's always been welcome but yeah and it is a space to be like welcomed yeah it is a space where like non-indigenous people are allowed it's more of a matter of how these non-indigenous people use the space yes how they view us remember i don't know if you remember or if you heard the lady but there was like this old white lady at this little powwow that we went to and i was dancing and she wanted a picture of me and um i let people like take a picture of me when they come up to me and ask or whatever but then i was sitting down and for anyone else who wears a jingle dress you know you gotta lift up your dress to sit down so you don't squish your cones while i was doing that obviously and so you could like see my legs and i'm sitting there chilling minding my own damn brown business i stood up before she got there and she comes up to me she's like can i take a picture of you doing that and i was like what not the sexualization and she didn't directly say it because i think she started realizing that i was like what the fuck are you saying but i know she wanted a picture of me sitting down showing my legs the skin of my legs in my regalia ew that's so weird and gross right yeah oh yeah i also think about how like white people specifically sexualize our bodies and how that could translate into them seeing these viral tiktoks the way this got like darker and darker not the pocahontas lovers chile anyway (laughs) okay we gotta lift it up now okay Okay. all right you know i like to kind of 
pose a question to think about when i try to lift it up you know because as usual it's like we're not gonna figure anything out if we don't ask ourselves and other people the right questions so my i guess rhetorical question you don't have to answer nobody you know but think about this how do we stop being performative how do we stop making content for the eyes of white people and for the eyes of non-indigenous people specifically how do we stop like looking for that validation because i think even if we don't realize it we're subconsciously thinking like that obviously like changing the narrative here change our narrative because continually our narrative is like like sometimes always like sexualized or like yeah that, that it's a performance and that it's not tied to our spirit or you know our emotions or it's not just for fun or our people i think about if i were to do these like if i were to ever post in my regalia like i feel like i would have other posts explaining beforehand like you know what a powwow is and like what my regalia means to me or even in the caption just so it's always tied to like who i am and you know how dancing in my regalia makes me feel and what it means to me and what I want it to mean to like you know my indigenous like friends and family and indigenous youth who like watch me and it would never be about you know performing or for non-indigenous people I don't know and maybe like yeah having these conversations and not calling people out but like you know having a conversation with someone even if it's just online about how that makes you as an indigenous person feel holding each other accountable yeah not not so much in a negative way Mm -hmm. there's good ways to go about that you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think when it comes down to it we want to see the best for our people we want to take advantage of this opportunity to represent ourselves in a good way in a real way for us for ourselves and in a way that allows other people to i guess understand that there's layers to us to move away from painting ourselves all with the same brush we we do love native tiktok and native instagram okay and goodbye no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like we're not trying to come for like you know specific instagram or tiktok influencers but they're we just like are starting a conversation that isn't really talked about and i think that you know if you have a big platform that you should be talking about it you know you should be thinking about like not just your life thinking about the lives and bodies of other indigenous people there's like power to that and you should just like use it properly we want you to take care of yourself and your spirit first before you exploit yourself does that make sense (laughs) yeah and i think like our ancestors or your ancestors would want you to like take care of our culture are you doing that in an appropriate way if your really old ancestors like saw these things like they're probably really proud of you but they're also probably have some questions too imagine they're all sitting here and they're like we got something to talk about (laughs) 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 yeah we're hoping that this sounds like a positive 
ending because we do like leaving you guys on a positive note so yeah just know that this comes with good intentions and exactly what Kasha just said everything yeah pack it up pack it up (laughs) (laughs) you you already said what you said (laughs) um we hope that you think about some of this um if you haven't before um i've seen it talked about a little bit here and there but definitely not any like really big good conversations especially from the people who are I guess, participating in these activities. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) At that point. Just kidding. So rude. Um, Yeah. Plug the pod. I mean, (laughs) plug the Instagram. Uh, Hold on. Right. Okay. Well, we are going to wrap it up now. And I just wanted to say thank you for listening. And we do have a Gmail. It's getintoit.pc at gmail.com. You could leave any feedback on any episode. It doesn't have to be this one. And, you know, just maybe tell us a story or relate something to whichever podcast you're listening to. And then we also have Instagram. If you look at our Instagram, you can find... All of our links there. I always say, once you find the Get Into a Dog podcast Instagram, you got it all. Thank you guys so much for listening, supporting, loving. I know someone has got to have something to say, especially about this big topic. So yes, please email us. We would love to hear it, even if you're mad. And as you all know, this has been... The Get Into It Podcast. Mm-hmm.